Good morning. Today is December 8th, 2020. I'm your host, Evan George, and welcome to Bostopia News. And here's what's happening in the news today. In an abrupt shift, Boston will reopen 28 schools next week, allowing roughly 1,700 high-need students to return to classrooms. This describes students with significant or complex disabilities, normally needing multiple trained professionals, special equipment, students who are learning English with limited or interrupted formal education. And while the prospect of opening any schools as the COVID pandemic continues to surge definitely should give pause, recent research has shown that schools have been relatively safe, especially if the children are in elementary school or younger. Let's hope everyone stays safe and these children get the support they need. Yesterday's meeting by the management of the MBTA definitely got the majority of attention in today's news, with Marty Walsh demanding the MBTA reconsider its plans to cut tea services, while Charlie Baker supporting the idea. And it must be said again that we learned last week that the MBTA was overinflating the current budget deficit, which they were using to justify the cuts, and with a vaccine on the horizon, in the knowledge that these cuts won't take into effect until next summer at the earliest, it is difficult to see this as nothing more than a continuation of the gutting of public transportation. Marty Walsh highlighted how the cuts would hurt low-income workers, workers who rely on late-night service, who do not own a car, and who help keep the city functioning. Charlie Baker, using what is actually a great line, quoting, I think raising taxes to run more empty buses and trains is a bad idea. Now, as somebody who likes to think they know what they're doing in terms of crafting messaging around policy. Again, that was a good line. However, it is meant to obfuscate two truths. One being that the MBTA is completely empty, which it is not. Even amidst the global pandemic, we have essential workers who rely on the MBTA to travel. And two, as stated before, these cuts were not taken into effect six months, a year from now, just as our economy will depend on an effective public transportation system. The MBTA was planning to vote on this decision yesterday, but decided to postpone finalizing amid the rising opposition and some renewed optimism about additional federal stimulus. For both public health and for the economy, let's hope they don't take advantage of the COVID-19 pandemic and their push to privatize public transportation. The Boston City Council this week is going to vote on whether to put forward a proposal in next year's municipal elections to change the city's charter, allowing the Boston City Council to have more power over the budget. Under the measure, the council would have the ability to amend the mayor's proposed budget, but they wouldn't be able to increase the total amount. This, of course, coming on the heels of the big budget vote this past summer, where eight city council members voted to keep the budget, while five voted to veto it amidst the growing calls to reallocate police resources back into the community. Their upcoming vote would also create an independent office for participatory budgeting, which would allow half of 1% of the budget to be made in a open fashion, meaning people would get to put forward their ideas of how to use that what is a small sliver of money 
to go into certain projects. It would also allow the city council to amend the city's school district's budget by increasing or decreasing the total amount, but in this case, they wouldn't get to cherry pick within the budget. If it is approved on Wednesday, it would next have to go to the state attorney general's office to review the constitutionality of the measure. I cannot support this enough and will most certainly be following the vote tomorrow, and my instinct tells me that this will pass, though some shenanigans may happen in the AG's office, but we'll get to that road when we get to it. Boston Chinatown residents are pushing back against a massive electronic billboard in their district. There is a proposal for a 25 by 15 foot digital billboard beyond the corner of Harrison Street. And the opposition to this is being led by the Chinese Progressive Alliance, quoting now from Karen Chen. All sectors of Chinatown are opposed to this. It's one of the busiest intersections and would hurt to the health and wellness of the residents. You can imagine the large red chicken sign from Seinfeld to get an imagery of how these type of digital billboards are damaging. And as a general rule of thumb, if Karen Chen is against something, then you also should be against it. And let's hope the CPA is able to push back against this. Evictions last week hit a 2020 peak in Massachusetts amid fears of many, many more to come. There were 743 cases filed in state housing courts last week alone, making it the second time in three weeks that filings have topped over 700. When the eviction protection was lifted on October 17th, the Baker administration, refusing to extend it, promised millions of dollars in rental aid, and Marty Walsh assured people of promises made by large landlords. However, things have certainly decided to return to business as usual. And unfortunately, experts are predicting that there will be many, many more evictions to come unless action is taken by either the governor or the state house, neither of which appears very likely. Harriet Tubman's house was demolished earlier this week to make way for new luxury condos. This location has served as a refuge for community organizations providing job training, adult education, senior programs, child care, art exhibitions, and more needs of the community. It was bought by New Boston Ventures in what I'm sure will be some beautiful-looking luxury condos. No more commentary needed. Do with that information what you will. That's going to do it for today's episode. As always, if you have not yet, please give me a five-star review. Pretty, pretty please. It helps with the algorithm. Share this podcast. Give me some feedback so I can help improvement. If seven minutes of a podcast is too long for you, I do do a one-minute quick wrap-up on TikTok that I'm still trying to figure out because I'm way too old to be on that app. So if you are over there, please hop over, Bostopian News, give me a follow, help me figure this stuff out. But besides that, take care and have a great rest of your day.